Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios, with Jeff Calkins on today's show, presented by Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas, online at redrivertoyota.com. We're back with the Gabe Kuhn Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. He is Jeff Calkins, host of the Jeff Calkins Show 9 to 11, right here on 92.9 FM ESPN, and also columnist at the Daily Memphian. It's a big day for the Daily Memphian as well, Jeff, it's awards day. You got a bunch of 2022 awards stacking up that you guys got to announce shout out well done well the truth of the matter is the actual awards day was uh, a month or two ago but then then david boyd who's the sports editor at the daily Memphis, he right. went to las vegas to pick him up you know it's like the what else what would you it's like the espies we had the same night as the espies uh <laughs> they had they right. handed out the plaques and so yeah nice to get some plaques better than the alternative um awards are funny like it, it uh, of course, it's always nice to get awards, but you don't do it for awards. Right. Uh, um, and it, it, it used to be that awards mattered in journalism, particularly because, like when I was at a little newspaper in Alabama, one way to get noticed by, you know, the bigger newspapers was to, in, in the little small circulation category, win an award. And so, um, and so that's really why it mattered a lot. Um, at, at at one point in my life, uh, now that I've sort of stopped, I'm still talking about sports, but I'm no longer writing about sports. I'm uh, this is it for me. I'm no more sports awards. I'm done. Yep. Uh, I, now I got to set my sight on a Pulitzer. So that's going to be tougher. I think. I think the, the um, competition's going to be tougher. You brought up you brought up the ESPYS. Do we get to compare your announcement stepping back from sports to LeBron's announcement last night that he's not retiring? <laughs> is, 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 can we draw any? Yeah. Uh, is there any no, parallels but, there? No, because LeBron <laughs> LeBron said uh, that he's not that he's you know there's a, the moment to retire, but this is not that moment. Whereas for me. And the moment of writing stop, no longer writing about sports has come and gone. But so the question about retirement was there that day. I will say that there were some questions out there. You you did you yeah, did not, sort of put the kibosh. I can't. Here's one key difference between me and LeBron. I can't afford to retire. <laughs> <laughs> LeBron can afford. Is not going to retire. Right. Can't afford to retire. I'm not sure I could afford to retire, and so uh, I got to keep working. A little bit longer. Uh, yeah. We, bo- I am like LeBron in that we both enjoy it. I yeah. think. I love your craft. That it's still yes. that it's still fun. It is still fun, and um, and uh, talking on the radio is still fun. 
and uh, writing about stuff is still fun. Telling stories is still fun. So, yeah, I enjoy it. In all seriousness, though, that, that LeBron announcement is just the funniest thing Ridiculous. ever. It's hilarious. R- I, I, I had forgotten about it. I guess he had to bring it back to light so we talk about it. <laughs> that, exactly right. Yep. But we had to, he had to remind us that on that last day, uh, that when they were eliminated, that he had invoked the possibility that he might retire because no one ever took it seriously or remembered it. And so, yes, he had to then remind us that, oh, yeah, and I then, forgot that you were – that nobody believed you when you said you were going to retire. And now, in fact, it was just – it was. And don't you feel he – here's is, the thing, for Jeff. For all his greatness, he is a drama queen. Here's, for all his greatness, he is a drama queen. With, with your radio show, don't you feel like you still have to bring it up, unfortunately, even though you know he's being a drama queen? Uh, did you talk about it th- this morning? I didn't get to hear I mentioned it. Yep. Yeah. See, like well, you, you, well, we have to get to the greatest the hits. If it has to do with LeBron, it's just yeah. you, you have well, to discuss I led, it. Led with the Demar Hamlin, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of talking about the ESPYS last right. night, because that was a predictable but legitimately lovely moment when yep. Demar Hamlin, um, you know, gets uh, when when he when he announces the award for the Pat Tillman Award, and it goes to the Buffalo Bills training staff that saved his life. That was legitimately an emotional moment. And um, so started with that. And then, yes, then we did make fun of LeBron. That's a tough transition. I gotta say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, both, 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 both ESPYs. It is interesting because last night we saw no host, no real host for the ESPYs because there's um, Kevin Hart, I think about out because he wanted to respect the writer's strike. And now, now, on top of it, we've got an actor strike. Wild. And so basically, do people remember what it's like to read a book? Not, no, uh, because, not really. Because it's going to be, I think, pretty shortly, it's going to be time to resume reading books uh, because there's going to be no entertainment for us. Uh, the, everything's going to grind to a halt. The studios are, uh, I don't seem to be budging here. The actors and the writers don't seem to be budging here. The last time they were both on strike simultaneously, I think 1960 is yep. what I read. That's, that's, the um, year. and that's a, even before I arrived on the scene, 1960. <laughs> and so, um, it really is a dramatic moment. And I, it, it's interesting because I, like the studios aren't doing well. Relatively speaking, look at look at Disney. Disney's laying people off, right? Mm-hmm. And so the studios aren't doing well, um, and they feel threatened. But then the, the 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 actors and the writers feel like they've been getting screwed, and they see this new world of AI and everything else coming, where they're going to be further marginalized. So they want to stand up for something. And in the meantime, I saw a speech by uh, today from one of the actors pointing to CEO salaries. Yep. The thing is, the point was, how can, when, when a CEO is making whatever the hell that is, $100 million, yes. how, can you, how can we say that the company is losing money? But the weird thing is, is that there are lots of CEOs who preside over companies losing money who make $100 million. It's insane. Yep. Once upon a time, What's a, the, the disparity between the normal worker salary and a CEO salary has grown and grown and grown and grown and grown. And 
it's it's just lunacy. I tweeted out I tweeted out uh, some salary numbers from some CEOs. Yep, some of whom are it. successful. Some of whom are not. Um, but anyway, if you know, if you like your shows, you might have to figure out something else to do for the next little bit. Yeah, the beginning of twenty twenty four is going to be miserable from a TV show movie standpoint. I've already uh, I've already sort of you've already resigned yeah, yeah. yourself. Yeah, to yeah that? I've resigned myself to that fact. So maybe I will have to crack a book. You have any suggestions, real quick? Any suggestions? Uh, Good books you've uh, read lately? Uh, no, but but <laughs> but but, but I, I mean, I, my all-time I, favorites. I really like a prayer for Owen Meany. It depends what you like. Man. Okay, you know, I got gotcha. you. A prayer for Owen Meany was is is one of my absolute all-time favorites. If you never read Lonesome Dove, like Lonesome Dove will keep you occupied for a and, while. It's a big, thick book, and. Uh, and it'll keep you occupied okay. for a while. So those are two. Okay. But what's strange to me, though, about these studios and these studio executives, I saw an anonymous quote. I hate anonymous quotes. But I saw an anonymous quote from a studio executive in Deadline yesterday basically saying, we're going to play the long game and we're going to wait till the writers lose their apartments and barely can eat. That was, I but that, that is that disgusting, was man. It was disgusting. It's gross. And I, I like, it was, we I, are going to wait till they Maybe lose they're their not home. doing that great, but you cannot claim poverty. You can't. You just can't. I'm, we're going to wait till they lose their homes. There's a way. I actually, I, I here's this small secret. I love anonymous quotes. Now there is da- there there's a danger in them yes. because you wonder about the authenticity of the quote, right? I mean that's the real problem. Um, but as long as it's if it's someone I trust from a reporter I trust, I love anonymous quotes because you get, you know, I mean like I, I like those anonymous scouts talking sort of about pure unfiltered and, the unfiltered version, unfiltered yeah, stuff. yeah, you know, like I I hate this like. John Martin does this um, occasionally for the Daily Memphian. and he'll get um, he'll get college coaches to talk anonymously about whatever the Memphis recruiting class or something else, and you get unvarnished opinions. Now I get it; like it's kind of cowardly, it, though, right? Have, it, 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 yeah, I <laughs> depending guess, on what you're also, saying, it's also fun. Yes, I think to come out and just trash someone um, anonymously is cowardly. Um, I think that's right. But if you, you know, I think if you want to, if they have a bunch of scouts who are coming out about Hashim Thabit and someone says, man, the guy could absolutely be a force in the NBA. And someone else says, yeah, he could be, except he can't catch at all. And he doesn't care about basketball particularly. He only plays because he's tall. I would enjoy both of those. And the second mm-hmm. one guy and the second dude would have been right. Yeah. But I, again, there's just something cowardly about it. I, there was one a couple weeks ago about Deion Sanders from an unnamed Pac-12 source. They said that the Colorado situation was a lose-lose. I just think that some of these guys are cowardly if they're going to say something so cutting, something so deep. Well, the good news is if it's really petty, you almost discount it, right? Yeah. Like if it's really – like, for example, that quote, you saw it, and you didn't really put, even put much stock in it because it was so petty yes. that it was – and yeah, I, I don't believe that. Screw that. I'm not. That's just someone with an axe to grind. So I mean, it is true from a journalistic perspective. Um, they they can really be um, perilous, and you have to be a hundred percent sure. Anonymous sourcing, same way. Um, but here's the truth: everything Adrian Wojnarowski breaks, anonymous. 
right? Every yeah. one of those stories, league sources, sources, league, sources right. league sources, league sources, and almost all of them are 100% right. So, um, you know, now there's, they might be spun in a certain way, but to, to, to uh, a way that is um, that is favorable to the to the perspective of the source. But you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, basically, we live on sports media is is driven by um, anonymous sourcing. Yes. Um, yeah, that's fair. And sort of something we live with. That's fair. Talking with Jeff Calkins, columnist of the Daily Memphis, host of the Jeff Calkins Show, nine to eleven, right here on ninety two nine FM ESPN. Um, how close is Kirby Smart to Urban Meyer level when it comes to off off the field issues and everything else? I mean, this there's another lawsuit against uh, Georgia today and the Athletic Association and Jalen Carter uh, due to the uh, reckless driving that that basically led to two deaths within the Georgia program. Like, how close are we to Urban Meyer levels with with Kirby Smart and what's going on this offseason? I think you might be Urban Meyer first go around in Florida level. Right. right. I, I think that's possible. But Urban Meyer, he retains the crown because <laughs> he did it. Like, you know, it, it's just like winning championships at multiple places. You like know, Kirby has a gotta, chance to change, right? You've got to skirt the rules. At multi- In order to compete with Urban Meyer, you'd have to skirt the rules at, most, at multiple places. Plus, then you'd have to throw in some inappropriate groping on uh, video and – and then and then losing a team because they hate you. Like he's he, Urban touched a lot of different, you know, checked a lot of different boxes. Kirby is just at the, um, you know, players misbehaving, possible lawless program kind of thing. And so I don't think he touches Urban yet. Yeah, yeah, and the Aaron Hernandez thing, but I'm not. We don't need to get into they, that. No, no, but, no, I mean, wait, and plus, you're right. They, 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 right. Murder, like murder. Yes. Now here, there was a death. There was a death here in, yes. in Georgia, and it's just tragic. Honestly, it I'll is. be honest. Yeah. I really don't understand. I was talking to someone who who's very involved in college football recently, and they said there's a real there's a real epidemic of guns and speeding, like that. Those two those two features, which we've certainly seen. Um, you know, the speeding and like our epidemic in college football. And some of it is fueled, in fact, by the fact that players have more money and so they can have bigger, fancy, faster cars and, you know, and, and, and more elaborate weaponry and mm-hmm. everything else. Like it, it is not unrelated to NIL and also a feeling of invincibility that comes with, hey, I'm loaded, you know. So um, I'll be honest, though. I don't really understand. Like, once you have a death in a program, I don't understand why Kirby Smart can't say the next person arrested for uh, speeding sits out game one. You know, mm-hmm. like, like do real. I, I would think, like, he, he taught the way he talks about the, the incredible reckless driving that is the record of reckless driving in the Georgia program is, hey, and he's admitted you know, it, you, right? What are you gonna? What, he's like, what are you gonna do? Don't think we'll ever really get a handle on this speed thing. Well, that, that's just ridiculous. Why not? Like, literally, stand in front of your football program and say, "This is not anything we tolerate." If if you get listen, if you get a ticket for going five miles an hour over the speed limit or seven right. miles an hour that's over different. the speed limit. That's we'll we'll deal with that. But if you get a ticket for going 15 miles or above over the speed limit, you're sitting four games. 
Period. Well, yeah, but here's here's what we've seen in college football over the years. No, no, I agree, but here's what we've seen in college football over the years. They don't want to enact something like that because, okay, yeah, they'll they'll deal with a four-game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023 suspension for a third string defensive end but if Carson Beck is the guy who ends up going the reckless speeding you don't want him sitting out four games but yes I agree I agree with your sentiment about it or at least one game act like like you're serious we'll have you run some freaking stairs it's just stupid have a significant wait what what are we what are we here right now in Memphis everyone's like with all this is out of this crime is out of control what do we need we need stiffer sentences like that's what everyone says right (laughs) Right. Different sentences. Why the hell doesn't the same same? If we think it works, some debate about whether it works in this in the context of crime. But if it if we think this works, why don't you at Georgia? I mean, we're talking about death. We're literally talking about life and death. This yep. isn't some something to joke about. And you know your players are out there going 110 freaking miles an hour, and and it is a disservice to them and to the broader community. You're Agreed. endangering. You're bringing these folks onto campus, and you're giving them basically deadly weapons. And yeah, we should be serious about um, about inflicting real penalties, such that they change their behavior. It's insane. Yep, I agree. It should be, but I, it's just we've seen it in college football time and time again. They don't want to. They don't want to risk themselves on the field, and it's just it's unfortunate. He also I hate has it. A I hate it. In the pocket, he's got a little grace now. You know, was, every game. Yeah. You know. Yeah, Should have a little bit of grace. I, I think all this off the field stuff leading to a bad season would not. I don't think people would feel good about it because now the the expectations are very very high in that uh, that fan base and everything else. Yeah, no, no. Obviously, they don't want a bad season. Yeah. But I, 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 I don't I'm, see that. I'm, I don't. I, I don't see that coming. Little, by the way, I have very little patience for yes. um, this for Kirby Smart sort of shrugging at the problem of reckless driving. Um, because it is something that I really do believe he could stop. And um, not, not completely, maybe not completely. Maybe but less than 300 different instances and in arrests in seven years. Right. That's yeah. insane. That's an insane number. So, <laughs> and then literally since, 
since there's you know a, a fatal accident, people are still out there going 110 miles an hour. You got to be out of your living mind. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, no fan. Yeah. yeah. Now moving on uh, with Jeff Calkins at Jeff underscore Calkins on Twitter. How do you grade summer league? We have only one more game for the uh, for the Grizzlies. How do you how do you grade it? Uh, <laughs> or do no, you, you don't you grade, grade it? it? You graded a, you graded a C plus B minus or, okay. you know, whatever it's, it's a C plus probably, I guess a C plus like, listen, the things that you wanted to see that you really wanted to see, which was Jake LaRavia or David Roddy looked too good for summer league. You didn't see. Yeah. Right. And so, um, and so, so, the, the the best thing we've seen, the most consistent thing we've seen is 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 you know Kenny Lofton Jr. continuing to put up numbers, but we already knew he could put up numbers. Um, but I, it hasn't been a wasted summer for Jake Laravia. He's uh, he's he's looked more aggressive. He's you know I think incomplete. I think Jake Laravia gets an incomplete. Right? Like okay, didn't didn't eliminate. Like it's not like oh god that's it for him. But you certainly have to see more. I think I'm disappointed, uh, really, in David Roddy after one good game. He's, um, I, I think he's struggled. Um, so you would, and then honestly, the fact that we never saw Zaire Williams as part of it, like yeah, that was that's frustrating. Those, those, um, and and as Chris Harrington has pointed out on my show, these these guys are going to see playing time because no, they're not they're not going to start at the three. That's going to be you know, Luke Kennard or whoever you say, whether it's Marcus Smart, Luke Kennard, like that's going to be your two, three right there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are going to get minutes. Um, probably two of like, like Taylor Jenkins plays 10 guys. So these guys are going to get minutes. It's either John Concha or David Roddy or Jake LaRavia or Zaire Williams. Two of those guys are going to get minutes. And so what have you seen this summer that makes you think that, that they're going to, you know, take a big leap. Eh, probably not, not what you wanted to see. So that part's been a little bit disappointing. On the other hand, because he's aren't taking lottery picks into the summer league anymore, you know, right. lately, that it's, it's just, it's very different than the situation in San Antonio or in Houston, you know, where you're bringing or an OKC where you have lottery picks that you are showing off who are going to be counted on to be mainstays. You're just looking for, Role players. You need the eighth right. guy. For yeah, the you're, looking, right. you're looking for the ninth and tenth players here, and so, um, so it's it, it it's not at all alarming to me. It's just eh, vaguely disappointing. And then Gigi, who was really intriguing early, because um, you really could see, oh, you know, we're also getting the full Gigi picture, <laughs> and you're realizing why he was drafted where he was drafted, and why he'll be spending the entire uh, year in South Haven. Yeah, and why I think a lot of people by the end there, especially yesterday, we, we've gotten off the G.G. Yeah. Jackson should get legit yeah. NBA yesterday minutes. Yesterday was a full That's, experience, yes. right, exactly right. And it's a fun experience. I love it. I love every step of the way with it. Now, um, do you have any, uh, before I let you go, do you have any French fry takes to uh, get off on uh, National French Friday? Yeah, I have one fundamental most important. Okay. I will always stand by this. It's not a positive French fry take. It is my strongest French fry take is a negative French fry take. <gasps> okay. And it is that five guys French fries are not just overrated. They're appalling. 
They're appalling. They're in a, in, <laughs> I and agree. The idea, We've had the this idea, discussion, I think. The idea that you would have all these potatoes sitting around there as if you are advertising and proud of your French fries when you don't cook your damn French fries is ridiculous. So I, I like the burger at Five Guys. I the, the, like, listen, any other French fry, and I'll still eat the limp-ass French fry, you know, a few of the limp-ass uh, Five Guys French fries. You get fries. plenty of them. I'll say that. Any, yeah, you get a whole damn bag of soggy fries. It's just the worst. The, 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 you know, you, you never don't eat all the McDonald's fries. There's never been a moment where you, but the Five Guys, you're like, yeah, no, I don't, I don't think I need all these because they're not really very good. Any other fry, like I'll eat a Burger King fry. I'll eat a Arby's curly fry like that, secretly yep. good fry. I'll eat the waffle fry at Chick-fil-A. If you want to go local, happy to, to eat lots of, uh, lots of good local fries. Um, but I think the one fry take that I have is that Five Guys – is just a god awful fry, and there's nothing. You have no positive takes. Okay, that's fine. Well, I mean, I I, I, I agree like, with your negative take. By the way, I mean, I, mean, I like that Young is, Avenue. I like Young Avenue Deli fry. Yes. If you're going high end, the fries at Folks Folly are terrific. Um, if you want to go high end, I do like the curly fry uh, at Arby's. I think that's a really good fry. Um, McDonald's really good fry. Really I love good fry. I love I, like. I love the shoestrings at uh, speaking of locally slider in. I love those. Those are fantastic. I don't think I've had them They're enough great. to be able to to qualify. I like I like I, basic fries. I don't need anything crazy special. Just get them nice and crisp. Well, my other my other yes, my other take positive take would be that if you if you think about the various types of fries and Chris Harrington and he, he kind of blew this up on my show today because he introduced other types of fries, but I was going steak, waffle, shoestring, uh, let's see, steak, curly, waffle, shoestring, curly seasoned. Uh, what else did we have? He added home cut, which is well, you know, never, uh, like, 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 like the, like the young Avenue deli, like okay. the fresh, Right. You know, whatever, those kind of fries. And then he added a fast food fry because he doesn't think that's a shoestring fry. He was separating. Uh, Jeffrey and I both agree the best fry is your basic shoestring fry, mm-hmm. a thin, crispy fry. It, steak fries, too much potato. Waffle fries, too much potato. All fries are good, except for, except for five guys. All fries are good, but... The best fry is your is a thin, crispy, hot, delicious fry. McDonald's style. I think McDonald's everybody said so that's the that's such a good yeah. reference point though when we when you have fry so discussion. What you describe as the slider in one. I, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. Like they, they they sound like first class as well. Yes. Now I I'm heavy on ketchup Me too. Uh, on on my fries, and I don't have you know do you have the ketchup separate that you dunk the fry in. Or do you pour it right off the, the ketchup right on the fry? Oh, God. Please don't tell me you do that. I definitely have it on the side. That's, 100% that's pour it right on there. That's serious. That is serial killer. I because pour, in your fingers, pour, do you eat them with a fork? I, 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 sometimes I like ketchup so much and so much ketchup that, yeah, sometimes I can eat them with a fork. <laughs> oh, um, if I have a plate of fries, a McDonald's fries, I won't do that. I won't pour it in the little cardboard container. There you have to do it. There you dunk it. But if I've got a plate, if I was at Slider Inn, it sounds like, and I had a plate of fries, I would happily take that ketchup bottle oh my and just douse the whole thing in ketchup One of, and then eat it with either my messy fingers or a, oh my lord, 
One of your few flaws, Jeff. Good yeah. God, that is that is terrifying. But well, we, we can find common ground in the five guys. Yes, so, yes, yes, we can. We can. Well, Jeff, appreciate it, man. We'll yeah. do it again tomorrow. Bye. That's Jeff Calkins at Jeff underscore Calkins. Some, I mean, that was a savant. So I mean, he went he went deep on the fries. Sounds like Chris Harrington has some uh, very very deep thoughts on the fries as well. But he's columnist at the Daily Memphian. Also hosts the Jeff Calkins Show nine to eleven right here on these airwaves ninety two nine FM. ESPN. Now, I did have a little bit of a discussion with Jeff about Georgia and what has happened this offseason. Um, another lawsuit has been sprung against the University of Georgia Athletic Association today. I'll let you know the details and let you know what I think on the other side. The Gabe Kuhn Show, 92.9 FM, ESPN. Back in on the Gabe Kuhn Show, 92.9 FM, ESPN. In our long discussion, me and Jeff Calkins about fries, we did miss one thing, and uh, Chris on Twitter has pointed it out to us. Five guys may be bad, but there's only one fry out there that does it worse. You ever been to In-N-Out, Connor? I have never had in and out In-N-Out's in fries I've never miserable. been there. Burgers good, fries miserable. The only way they're salvageable is if you just put a bunch of ketchup, a bunch of spread. They have the animal style there that you can try I to lied. eat. I lied. I had it in and out in Vegas. But the fries are awful. The fries were awful. The they're burger miserable. was amazing. The Burgers, fries were bur- – it was so disappointing. Isn't that, isn't that sad, though? The drop-off? How, how, it hyped was... it, how hyped it is when really the only the only thing they can do for you is make you a double cheeseburger or a cheeseburger in general. Like, that's, that's kind of sad how hyped it is compared to what the product actually is. And I love their burgers. And they're cheap, but those fries are awful. Great Underrated take. fry? Great, great take by Chris. Underrated steak and shake. Those fries, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I, I can get on board with that. Where I'm from in uh, West County, St. Louis, they shut down all the steak and shakes. There's no more steak and shakes. I'm not, there. I'm, there used to be one on Winchester. I'm not sure if it's still there. I don't. Steak and I'm, shake I or Freddy's? I have been out there in a minute. I've never had Freddy's, so this has been a this has been a long discussion. I, uh, my sister in law, her boyfriend is very much on me to try Freddy's. He keeps telling me it's amazing. I just ice cream I don't, is great, by the way. I, there. It's it's in between. It's it's in a spot around our house to where like I just fly. I just I don't notice it enough. So, yep. uh, but I, it's top of mind. So I'll hit up Freddy's right soon. there by the Walgreens. Right there. By I know, the Walgreens but like I never I'm never station. down there. I'm on, I live on you White know, Station High. Yeah. I should say. So yeah. I just don't live down there. Close enough. Come on, you can go try it. There's just so there's so many restaurants in between that you, it usually stops at Popeyes for me <laughs> before I, I get there. I hear you, but great take by Chris. Thank you for bringing yes, that up. I had to take. get that off. In and Out's fries are miserably bad. Now hard to transition to this, but I'm going to transition to this. Another ex Georgia staffer um, is involved in litigation against the Georgia University of Georgia Athletic Association. And this one is a, a stressful situation, and it's, uh, I feel bad for, for the woman who has to go out there and, and make sure that she gets what's due to her because Victoria Bowles um, survived the fatal car wreck that killed Devin Woolock and, uh, Willock and recruiting staffer Chandler LaCroix in January uh, in the reckless driving incident that Jalen Carter was a part of. Uh, Chandler LaCroix blew a point, or not blue, but she was, uh, her blood alcohol content was way too high. But Victoria Bowles, who survived that fatal car wreck, has filed a lawsuit against uh, the Georgia Athletic Association and Jalen Carter. Uh, the, the suit against Jalen Carter has to do for him leaving the scene. 
Uh, it's being reported, uh, at least from her side, her write-up, uh, that he left 10 minutes after the incident happened because someone sort of told him, gave him advice to leave the scene, which was not in any way, shape, or form what he should have done in that moment. I can see where the stress was high, but we had lives that were lost. And, you know, he was part of the incident. He was racing said car. He needed to stay on scene and, and handle what he needed to handle. So he's being sued for that. But it gets even uh, more interesting when you consider... Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Why she is um, Victoria Bowles, again, is uh, suing the University of Georgia Athletic Association. They're being sued for allowing Chandler LaCroix who was the recruiting staffer who lost her life in this situation to operate the car. And there is a track record for Chandler LaCroix before her passing. She had four speeding tickets, including two super speeders, previously to driving a car that was provided to her for recruiting by the University of Georgia Athletic Association. She had two super speeders. There was an incident where she went 104 in a 45-mile-per-hour uh, zone that she was pulled over for, Yet the University of Georgia allowed her to drive recruits around. And Victoria Bowles, if you're asking what happened to her in this situation, it's bad. Her injuries include, in the lawsuit, 
three lumbar fractures, five fractured vertebrae, 10 broken ribs, a broken clavicle, fractured and cracked teeth, kidney and liver lacerations, punctured and a collapsed lung, and abdominal bleeding. This is a very serious situation that they clearly Georgia has not gotten a handle on. And I, I know I asked it sort of tongue-in-cheek with, uh, with you know, the Georgia Athletic Association, Kirby Smart, what he's allowed to per- perpetuate, what, what has persisted throughout his seven years at Georgia. I said, how close is he to Urban Meyer? With the off-the-field incidents, 300 different driving-related offenses over seven years, 11 different players that, that remained on the team after having some type of uh, uh, violence uh, levied against them to the school, to the police against women. he's letting things persist in that program that he's going to have to fix very soon. As much as you win, uh, yes, it cures a lot of things, but it doesn't cure the amount of ills that are going on behind the scenes at Georgia right now. Now, does he have a chance to fix it? Of course he does. I think back in the day, Urban Meyer, he was on brand his whole career. He never fixed any of the issues he had. He he was a a ridiculously (laughs) – he was not very personable – he was mean behind the scenes. He let things persist, especially at Florida. Kirby Smart has a chance to change that, but he's going to have to do it quick, fast, and in a hurry. Yeah, you have to hold these athletes accountable because I think one of the the best points that you and Jeff brought up were, you know, at that age, and I remember it, when you're 18 to 22 in college, especially now with NIL money, you're an athlete of, of the Georgia football, you feel like you may be invincible. Yes, You feel like that you can't die and things like that. And the number of car racing things that they have, speeding, just it, it's you have got to crack down on this now before something like this something happens, ag- again. happens again. Happens that's again. The, that's the issue. Um, and I agree. It's kind of a miracle it's only happened once. There, there does come a point, and to Jeff's point, we just talked to him about this, there does come a point where Kirby Smart, regardless of who you are, if you're going 20 miles per hour over the speed limit and you have some type of driving arrest, we need to cut down. 307 years is ridiculous. That's insane. I don't care what That's type insane. of car you have. I don't know what. T- I don't care what type of fun you're having. We've seen death. We have seen people die in the program. Some type of punishment, some type of punitive action has to be on the table, no matter who the person is that is that is the offense. If it's Carson Beck, he's going to be their starting quarterback, and he is the guy who who goes over the speed limit and gets pulled over. So be it. If it's a four game, one game suspension, two game suspension, you're going to have to do something to try to de- deter some of your players from consistently going out of their way and speeding. This is a problem. There are solutions, but you don't see the solutions actually being investigated. Instead, I tend to feel, and, and reasonable minds can disagree about the Atlanta Journal-Constitution uh, article uh, with the sexual assaults and 11 players still being on there. There were some disputed uh, details within the, the uh, University of Georgia Athletic Association asking for them to, demanding for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution to take that story down. But you can, you can disagree about you know, the contents of that article. But I feel like almost uh, to a certain extent, Georgia is playing a little bit of a victim card. And trying to go and do that ahead of SEC media days instead of trying behind the scenes to fix the ills of their program. I, I, it's, it's a frustrating, frustrating existence. This is a team that's at the top of college football that we hold pretty proud. Like they're two-time national championships, finally champions. Uh, last two years broke through finally in the SEC a couple years back. Um, 
they've been celebrated a lot, but this is this is something that needs to be figured out, figured out before another incident happens. And I, I don't feel like they're handling it in a in a correct or fair way, if that makes sense. I feel like they're trying to sort of play the victim card with the Atlanta Journal Constitution and um, avoid all the questioning on it. Kirby Smart says, you know, today there or yesterday afternoon that there is a problem with speeding, but he doesn't know how to how to handle it. He doesn't know what they can do to, to fix the situation. You got to do something. You can't just let it keep keep going. Here's one thing. Make sure that the people that are supposed to have cars have them and those who are not supposed to have them do not. That's yes. one thing that really drove me crazy in the in the recent reports about the situation, Bulls. about how much, you know, there was lying about who should have a car when they were allowed to have it and things like that. That's a basic, simple thing that you can oversee. And it's just start there. Start there. Don't don't make up excuses. There is a there is a glaring issue going on in your program. Address it. Yes. <laughs> in theory, it seems so easy. Just address it, and people will get off your back about it to a certain extent. But they're not. We can doing talk that. about all these success, but right we've now. got to talk about this too. Yes. Yes. And it seems the reason this has gone largely unreported till now is I feel like there's a lot of water carriers in Georgia's in Georgia's media, like the immediate media in Athens, UGASports.com, some of these different sites. I think there's water carriers that are trying to make this take a back seat, but it can't take a back seat any longer. Next week, this is going to be front page news when Kirby Smart is asked about it consistently, and we'll see what he has to say about it. But there needs to be something done. They need to address this thing before more of these type of incidents that, that involve death happen. Now, small talk is on the way. Uh, we've mentioned it already. We know that the Writers Guild is on strike, but today the Actors Guild went on strike. This is the first time both of them have been on strike against the studio since 1960. What does it mean for all the different content that we consume, TV shows, movies? We'll tell you on the other side, 92.9 FM ESPN. Here on 92.9, we talk ball every weekday from 4 till 7 p.m. Except right now, it's time for Big Man Small Talk on 92.9's Gabe Coon Show. Wish I had better news for those of us that like TV and movies. Um, but today, the Actors Guild went on strike, and they add on top of the Writers Guild, who's been on strike for some months now, um, and talks broke down with them in the studios over health care, over pay, uh, trying to be equitable. And, of course, the studios are trying to play the long game here. Uh, one thing I will say um, that it gives me a little bit of positivity is I think now that you have the Actors Guild on strike as well with the Writers Guild, I do think the writers, I, I, I think it's less likely that the, the studios can hold out as long, right? Does that make sense? I feel like it, them sort of being in solidarity will help talks progress as we get here in the, in the coming months. But we'll see how long the studios want to wait this thing out. I mean, this is a frustrating time for a lot of us that like to intake all of this, this different t- content, TV shows, streamers, um, movies, and everything else. And, and there's going to be a nasty, nasty sort of dead period at the beginning of 2024 uh, unless, unless talks get going really soon. It's, it's going to be awful, but it's also necessary what's happening yep. because sure. the things that these writers and actors are asking for are, to be quite honest, basic needs. They are not asking for high salaries and things like that. I know that sometimes we look at actors and writers and we see what they may get for a movie, but we must remember that that is for that movie. It's, it's, they don't, you know, the residuals are getting taken out. Movies are getting removed from Netflix. Shows are getting removed from Netflix. I mean, these are the basic things 
that they are asking for. They're asking for increased minim- minimums for their lowest paid members, yep. protection from replacement slash duplica- duplication by AI. Today, Which is ridiculous. How can today, they not get that? The, the, the people in power announced, or throughout this negotiation it came out, that they were trying to get through this negotiation, the idea that they can scan background actors and use AI forms oh. of them in the future, which would essentially eliminate background actors and that whole industry and things like that no, just what, what, to save a little bit of money. This is all happening while Iger's, Bob Iger's giving himself a contract extension, more money. All these CEOs are making more money. It's it's quite honestly disgusting, the level of greed it, it, well, that these but, studio execs yeah, are and showing. And they've always shown it. And Bob Iger was on, what, CNBC? Not too just long ago. disgusting. What and he, said. he was basically going after writers and actors, saying they're unrealistic. That's not realistic what their demands are. Um, and he he was asked by the interviewer, "What's unrealistic about their demands?" Could not answer. This is a guy who makes twenty seven million dollars a year, and, and that's probably one of the lower paid CEOs in in our in our country, right? This, you know what I mean? Of 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 somebody at at the top of of you know, I mean, top of Disney, twenty seven million dollars a year, but. Not being able to answer what's unrealistic tells you all you need to know. It's about greed, and it's about pinching every penny they can. And, like, Jeff made this clear, and I I think I agree ultimately. Maybe they're not doing the best they ultimately have, um, considering the past. Like, Disney's cutting down on ESPN. They had to make make a lot of layoffs and everything else. But Those are the decisions, though, by the powers that be. That was their fault. It was not the writers or the actors. In the end of the day— you're making those decisions to keep yourself on stable ground. You cannot claim poverty. Right. You just cannot. And it's just, it's ridiculous that they consistently do that in these conversations. Well, and, and I just, I, I hope this gets resolved soon. I think now that the actors are on strike, uh, I think it, I'd be more apt to think that here in the coming months, they're going to have to all sit down at the table. Because I feel like there's a little bit of, with the actor strike, yeah, they want their demands, but I think there's some solidarity being shown to what's going on with the writers with they, the strike. They are very obviously doing it in support of what the writers are doing. Another thing that they want is streaming residuals uh, to be updated with streaming laws and things like that. Yep. Because, for instance, you know, She-Hulk wasn't the best show ever. To be quite honest, I didn't, I didn't watch it. But one of the writers for that show only got $390 or something like that when the episode aired. That was his residual check. He got one check from them, and it was 300 something dollars. And that's just... That's absolutely ridiculous. And Fran Drescher, uh, who most people know as the nanny from, you know, Nick mm-hmm. at Night and the, the 90s show, fantastic show. She had a very impassioned speech today that I highly recommend people go go listen to. And there's anger there. And, you know, to be quite honest, when you zoom out from this situation, it also is kind of a microcosm of what's happening kind of in our country right now, where people at the very top, their their wages are increasing while people are at the lower levels, their their wages are not. And you know, standard of living is going up, and it is, it is, uh, you know, it's a symptom of a much larger issue. But in terms of being a movie fan and somebody like me, this is extremely frustrating because, you know, COVID d- destroyed the industry. It, t- it almost took it out in, in, a, yeah. in a way. Um, but it really feels like that recently there has been real momentum in the theaters and with movie-going people and, and people packing it out. Wes Anderson just had his biggest opening ever. Elemental is now the highest-grossing Pixar movie since Encanto and Frozen 2. 
Mission Impossible is going to make a ton of money. Yeah. Barbie, Oppenheimer, all of these things. And we, in the fall, we have coming up. We have so many amazing films coming out. And it just it feels like all of this momentum was being created. And I know that when you look at the budgets and things like that, those are inflated and those don't need to happen. So when you look at the profitability of these movies, you know that might not stand out to you. But what I ask you to look at is look at the people. People are going to the theaters again. Yep. It is becoming an event again. Indiana Jones, things like that. It's not the movie's fault that it had a, a huge budget. It's not that fault. Those are the people in power. Yes, it's their making fault. Those decisions. They are reaping. They they are they are reaping what they sowed, and that is what is driving me so much. Is that the, driving me so insane? Is that they are trying to place the blame at the foot of these actors and these writers when all they are trying to do is get a living for what they do. They they are they are artists, and they truly give us some entertainment that the world needs. It needs it right now, mm-hmm. and it drives me insane to see these people yep. marginalized by these millionaires and billionaires because they don't understand what basic people want, and it is, it's, it's extremely frustrating. I stand with the writers, I stand with the actors, and I hope everybody else does too because what's happening right now, it, like I said, it is, it, it's bigger picture. This is going to affect the wages for, for people that are outside of this industry. It is, it, is a, it is going to be something that we feel the ripple effects Yep. Throughout all industries, yep. this is extremely important, and that's why you know dig in. Yeah, you got to dig stand. in. I hope that these execs and these studios see the trash that comes yep. out when you don't give these creatives and these people who work their asses off to entertain us when they do, when you don't give them what they deserve. Yep. I hope you see what happens. Yep, that's well said. That's well said. Now, on a positive note, you are seeing Mission Impossible. I am, yeah. and I'm very excited. And Tom Cruise so is proud of be me. Fun. Damn it! Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. But you won't be here tomorrow. We're gonna have to get your. Uh, we're gonna have to get your uh, review on Monday. on Monday. Yeah, Monday. So we'll, Monday. We'll make that happen. Uh, but we have one hour left in the show. We're gonna start. That one hour next here with Rob Fisher, Grind City Media, also Grizzlies Sideline. I have to get to some Cardinals gloom and doom, and uh, then we'll get to the Grizzlies right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. 
Toyota. Let's go places.